What would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Cheeky, Cheeky Love. Love. He's Mark. And she's Geo. Hello. We're back. We're here. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cheeky Love. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back to the Slapheads. Well, no. The Cheeky no. Tribe. Welcome back to our lives, which are, as you can see every week, in shambles. <laughs> yeah. They're not in shambles. They are in disarray. It like it vacillates between vacillates yes. like Vaseline, smooth, moisturized. Mm. So vacillating usually means like erratically bouncing in between back and forth. Okay. I was gonna say like yeah, we vacillate between. What was I saying before? No idea. All right, fuck it. Um, another week is upon us. Yeah, we're here again. Yeah, we're here providing you quality content. We're, we don't want to lie to the people. Let's not go say quality. Content. Um, we're oh, almost, we're, we're getting there. We're bang, still bang for your buck. This is pretty good. Bang for free? Hell yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Infinite value. Mm. Um, okay. Go on and check us in here because I know yours is second out here. Yeah. Why do I always have to initiate? Check what? in. Just kidding. All right. Um, Yours always long. Mine are short. So you should go first. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, for historical context, it is February 21st, 2021. Mm -hmm. um, or the year year number one post-pandemic. Um, I guess. Oh, crap. Mm. I just, I don't know. Like what episode is like my birthday episode? Is it this one or next one? We're not prepared. It's the next one. Technically, it would be this one because it's the weekend closest to your birthday because it's the 21st and your birthday's on the 23rd. So technically, mm. it would be this episode, but we can make it the next one. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll just like, we'll, we'll split it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Between between yeah, between this one and the next one. Any who's. Okay. So it's my birthday in two days. That's kind of, that's one of the things. If you guys love us and love Mark, you should send him a birthday email because he's going to... Want one of those? Yes. Send me a birthday email. Send me a birthday slap. You can like you can slap, slap him for his birthday. Absolutely. There you go. Yes. Send me a critique, Beth. I'm like really kind of living on a prayer here for you because you're you, pressing you, her. Yeah, I am. I mean, I know she like she likes to let the criticism flow, which is nice. Um, that is very much in true cheeky love spirit. Uh, we don't hold back. Um. I'm going to be 34 next week. Wow. Yeah. 34 years. 34 years old. Wow. Yeah. You were born in 87. Yeah. Yes. Um, Any who's, I, uh, something weird happened to me at work for sure. Uh, I uh, I had this uh, propane delivery guy come because we run, uh, you know, some heaters on site. Uh, mm -hmm during the cold months and when we're pouring concrete and um, the, uh, the propane delivery guy was dropping off. Uh, the order was like 24, like tall propane tanks. Yeah. And so I'm helping him kind of get, get the stuff, get the tanks off the truck and then, and then move them to the spot where we secure them. Mm -hmm. And that's all well and good. He's a chatty guy, like, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, and 
really nice, actually. And then he starts telling me, like, he's like, yeah, I'm a healer. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, part-time propane delivery guy, part-time healer. Okay. Um, and he's like, yeah, I practice uh, kung fu medicine. And in my mind, I'm like, never heard of that. Um, sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's like, yeah. I mean, he was, he was Chinese. I mean, that at least makes it seem more legit. Okay. Versus like, you know, some like ginger with freckles and like a red afro telling me he practiced kung fu medicine. Yeah. And also, if you're out there, I apologize. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, I practice kung fu medicine, and um, like I punch you to like to heal the spot like on your body yeah yeah um so he's like you have back pain i'm like yeah fuck yeah of course i have back pain and and now he's almost he's kind of like propositioning me like hey you know what you should let me uh you know sort you out like no charge and i'm like this is like really taking a strange turn for like you know like a tuesday late morning like work interaction and um and also, like, while we're doing this, we're unloading propane tanks. You know, this is like, and he was short. Like, this is like a four and a half foot tall, kind of older Chinese guy, you know, delivering propane. Also, he's a kung fu healer master. And then he starts showing me his YouTube videos. Mm. And I'm like, this is really unprofessional. I mean, very entertaining. But I'm also like, this is like a weird thing to be doing. Like, yeah. you know. Trying to get people for your side hustle at your regular job. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I do. I like industriousness. I truly do. Yes. Um, But also, I mean, I couldn't help but think, like, this is kind of BS probably. Yeah. I mean, but but like that being said, like, hey, look, you know, I've I've definitely had some massages where they kind of, you know, give you some hard pats and, you know, some strong kind of little hit type things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know... I, I bet, you know, some guy kind of punching me in the back in strategic areas kind of rhythmically wouldn't be bad. No, probably, it's probably the same thing as going to massage. Kind of. So it's like, you know, so, I mean, it's it's like a massage branding, okay. maybe. Okay. But um, he also gave us the wrong number of propane tanks. <laughs> and like I and like I'm the one who counted them and was like, hey, you were just supposed to give us 24, not 26. And he's like, oh, my bad. And it's like, look, if you want me to think you're legit, demonstrate you can count probably, and like also maybe don't like do your side hustle at work. Um, Real stickler, aren't you? I like I just you know one okay as as I've told you before. I used to work at Boston Pizza. Yes. I've worked for Boston Pizza. And the one, one of the few takeaways from that place that I remember and like will always stay with me is something that our manager would tell us. Yeah. He would say perception is reality. Mm. Um, And uh, that is very true. So you do kind of have to be mindful. Like, how does this look? Yeah. How are people going to perceive this? You know, because... You know, we're beyond facts. Like, you know, we just, we think our perceptions are facts when in fact our perceptions are like flawed interpretations, right? They're they're thoughts. They're not facts all the time. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it's like if you're going to be a master of anything, I think you need to have better self-awareness than that. That's all. Cool guy, though. I mean, maybe I'll let him tenderize me. I don't know. Um, speaking of interesting interactions, mm-hmm. today, this morning, mm-hmm. I um, I was going to the supermarket, and I noticed, I noticed a guy, a kind of interesting-looking older guy, okay. smoking a cigarette. Um, pretty, like... Pretty okay outfit, to be honest. Looks like, look kind of like, look kind of cool, but like 60s. Yeah. But like maybe young at heart. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, our paths are going to cross uh-huh. at the intersection. And he's like, hey, um, you know where the CIBC is around here? And I was like, oh, like it, it could be kind of up, down, down that way, yeah. kind of up towards City Hall, right? And then he just kind of went on his way. And I was like, that doesn't happen much. Like strangers don't need to ask strangers for directions anymore. No, 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 no. But we we live in a generation and a time where people still do, and I think that's where almost like it's interesting to see how like irritability is a thing in people. Where it's like someone asking you directions is it irritating to you? Oh my god, it was whereas, a novelty. It was. Whereas, it was. I was no, like, no. this is great. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, but there's some people where like even I've caught myself where someone's asking me for directions. I'm like, oh, why the fuck can't you Google it? But then I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. We want to go back to the time where people would talk yeah. to each other and ask yeah. for directions and yeah. ask for things. It's nice to need people. Yeah. Or even like when people would be like, oh, what's the time? It's so weird to me when someone asks me what the time is because it's kind of like it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like it feels like if it's not on your phone, it's at somewhere. Like you have it. But it's always interesting when people are like, oh, like what's the time or whatever. And it's like, uh-huh. I kind of like I wanted to turn around and be like, hey, like you don't own a phone then or maybe he's not from around the city, though. And he probably is from out of town or probably from like Chilliwack or some bullshit because, you know, you know what you got? You got some attitude towards people that like live in the burbs. I picked, I, don't I picked know. No, no, I do know. I picked up on this like from our last episode when you were like, oh, these motherfuckers and from the outskirts. Like, can you fucking I don't you put some stank on the way you talk when you talk about. Uh, our potential future listeners who live <laughs> in the suburbs. I don't mean to be saying, I just think that from what I've unfortunately, I think from my interactions with different people from different demographics of different places, mm-hmm. I can say that people who grew up or people who are currently living in Burnaby, New West, certain areas, they kind of have a certain like, like a certain attitude about them that you could tell that people who don't live in those cities, they don't have. So for example, people who live out on the outskirts are generally nicer people just as a whole. People who live in Delta, Abbotsford, Chilliwack, like farther out, they're generally nicer people. So I don't have any sank or anything like that against them, but it's just more like you can tell when someone's not from like around the city, like Mm -hmm. they're not from Vancouver. They're not from Burnaby. They're not from New West. Cause like, when you live close to downtown or even close to Vancouver, for example, like a 30 minute drive, you, when you've been here for a while, you kind of know where shit is. Yeah. So you can tell when someone's from out of town. Right. But then also just Google maps, like everyone should have a smartphone. Yeah. Everyone can do Google maps. Like- but sometimes it's easier to just ask somebody. Cause also too, I feel like sometimes people, and I think that this is what happened to me for a long, long time. People would always stop and ask me for directions or ask me where something is. And I always wondered what would make them specifically ask me. Okay. And I would always think, is there something about the way, like I either walk and carry myself or is there some sort of vibe they're getting where that's like, Oh, she's lived here for a while. She knows where shit is mm-hmm. because there was a, there was a slip before the pandemic. There was a spurt of time where 
I couldn't go anywhere for a whole day without someone asking me where shit was. Mm-hmm. People would always be like, oh, like, do you know where this is? Do you know where that is? Do you know what the time is? Do you know how to get to here or here? Or like, I had one person try and like approach me on transit one time and they were like, oh, do you know how to get here? And I was like, oh, like if you just take this bus here and then get off that bus, whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. And in my mind, I'm just like, I'm not showing you because I'm yeah. not fucking Ma- Google Maps. I'm not your tour guide, bro. I'm not your tour guide. I'm not like going to pull out my phone and figure out for you, yeah. but you should have figured out what the fuck when you, before you left home that could be a, a phone snatching scam 100 percent. someone's like oh you know how to get here yeah you pull your phone oh, for direction. Snatch, snatch run yeah 100 percent. so yeah like for me like i don't mind like i don't mind it at all but i think it's just one of those things where if you catch me where i'm in like a moment or i'm not really feeling it or if i don't want to talk to anybody it's kind of like you know this is a google question why are you talking to me mm-hmm. and sometimes and especially now before the pandemic, I think I was a little bit more nice about it because also, too, we had tourists. Yeah. We had a fuckload of tourists. You could mm-hmm. always tell a group of fucking students from Spain or wherever the fuck, oh, do you know how to get here? Do you know how to get here? Okay, obviously, yeah, you guys are here just for school or whatever. But now we don't have as much tourists. No, so no, it's no, like no, no. for people to be like, oh, where's this? It's like, where the fuck are you from? Have you, you been, been vaccinated? Yeah. Are you American? Should we yeah. be worried? I mean, now that I'm like looking back and kind of replaying this in my mind, the guy wasn't wearing a mask, but he was walking outside alone. Yeah. And um, now I wish I just like actually talked to him more and like mm. maybe got to know him a little bit. I mean, you don't need to get to know him. Relax. I, I like getting to know people. You just, you busybody ass. I don't have busy, well, I am a busybody, but I don't think that's entirely related. Yeah. Whatever. Busying yourself with other people's business. Um, uh, so that was cool. Also, I've got, uh, like I've, I've added another app to my like list of apps that help me keep my life together. Mm-hmm. Uh, my newest app that helps me keep my life together, Water Llama. I've like, I think I've been feeling like pretty dehydrated mm-hmm. and I definitely don't drink enough water. And so Water Llama, um, is helping me achieve that by setting a hydration goal and then tracking the drinks I drink. Mm-hmm. And it's smart because it won't like it, like, you know, if you put in like drank a glass of water and it's like whatever, 500 milliliters, it'll put that in as like 500 mils of water. But then if you put in like a coffee, it has like the percentage of water that's in yeah, coffee. Yeah. Ah. And kind of factoring in like a dehydration and stuff. And it'll, ah. it'll do the same thing for like tea, soda, wine, whatever. Cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, so that's super dope. Uh, at work, there's been a lot of excavation going on. Mm. Uh, so we have, you know, three or four decent sized excavators, you know, digging and moving around earth. And actually it's getting to the point where like they're hitting like rock, like bedrock Mm -hmm. and having to start like jackhammering down, like Mm -hmm. with the massive machines and, I think it's so fucking cool, like, getting to see the different, like, it's not just dirt. Like, dirt's mm-hmm. not just dirt. There's different, there's different Levels. layers yeah. and uh, and different colors. It's beautiful. Uh, it really, really looks cool. Honestly, like, I wish I could almost take photos just, like, of dirt at work. What kind of colors are we talking about? I mean, obviously a lot of like shades of brown, shades of gray. Yeah. Um, and, and then you get the textures too. Mm. It's quite interesting. I might try to sneak some pictures next time. I mean, there's a, according to policy, you're not really supposed to be taking any pictures, but like if you're literally taking pictures of just like dirt, 
like not any people or equipment. Who cares? Yeah. Not um, like company name or anything like that. Okay. I wanted to circle back for a second okay. because you mentioned that, uh, you know, you think people from the outskirts are kind of like nicer. Yeah. And I don't disagree. There are some negative stereotypes though. Like you do hear that there can be some, some ignorance. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but one thing I was thinking about, honestly, is like, if you, if you had kids, would you want them to stay in Vancouver or leave? That's such a, that's a hard question. That's a hard question because it, okay. So for example, let's talk about like, for example, with us, right? So right. if we were to have children, right. we, we both grew up within Vancouver. Right. You were on the West side. I was in North Burnaby, 20 minutes away from downtown. Yeah. So to me, in my perspective of me growing up in North Burnaby, I would want to stay because also, too, I don't think the way I grew up was bad at all. I grew up in sure. a time. But also, too, we grew up in different times. That's what I'm talking about. We grew up about. in the times where, you know, the first kid to get a fucking cell phone was the hottest fucking kid in elementary. I don't even know who it was, but they were the shit along with their Nike shocks mm -hmm. and their capo. Like, it was like little things where now it's like, would I want my kid to grow up somewhere where there's an abundance of different people and background and cultures Yes, and have more of the ability to kind of understand and not be ignorant? Or would I want my kid to grow up somewhere where they almost in a way are more sheltered, but there is more ignorance mm. because that's almost a compromise of like, you grow up in the city, you get to know the city, you get to, you get used to seeing homeless people, you get mm. used to certain things where you don't get nervous or scared. But if you go grow up from like, you know, more of the outskirts, it's like, you're used to your fucking cul-de-sac. You're used to your corner store. You're used to, you know, a little bit more of a small town life. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard to find now though. It's harder to find, but it's not, I'm not comparing to Vancouver. Like when I say small town, I mean like not downtown Vancouver, not right. like hustle and bustle, DoorDash all day. Like yeah. I'm talking like, if you want to go get groceries, yeah. you need to go get in your car and drive somewhere. Yeah. If you want to go into the city, you have to have a car. Yeah, okay, but even like, okay, but I mean, there, there's kind of, I would say the happy medium is, you know, are the cities or municipalities that are maybe an hour from Vancouver, yeah. but like the cost of living, actually, even now the cost of living in those places is getting pretty bad, but I, but you know, honestly, like, you know, you know, I love Vancouver, yeah. but you flop I, between both. I flip and I flop. Yeah. Um, if you were super gung-ho to leave. I feel like we would leave, but then also it's like, I wouldn't want to be too far away from your mom though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would be, see, that's the thing is like, even when we were looking for places, it's like, we went out to Abbotsford or where the fuck I bought those charcuterie boards. Shout out to Adam, um, the wooden beard. But that area was beautiful. I was like, I could totally raise kids out here. I could totally have like a happy life. I'm like, this is what I, in my mind as a young, like a little girl, this is what I imagined for myself is like getting married, having a home, having a yard, raising my kids, like in a neighborhood. Because also too, like, not that my, like my parents were divorced, so whatever, but that's kind of how I grew up. I grew up in a neighborhood where like, you know, friends' houses, you know, friends' parents, you all go to the same elementary, high school, you go, you all end up at the same fucking, you know, hats off day parade in the middle of June. And mm -hmm. like, you know, you have those kind of small town-esque vibes. But the nice thing is you, most of the people who were living in those areas, they did work in the city and the city wasn't crazy fucking far. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is like, where, where you're talking about, like where we like saw briefly picking up that stuff. Yeah. 
There wasn't that much around. No, I know. And that's what I'm saying is like And like where that. you grew up, you were still really close to, to shit. Yeah. yeah, to a lot of cool shit. Yeah, because I was like super close to Brentwood. I was walking distance to Hastings. Yeah. And like I, I could walk to like a bunch of different places. So it was nice. But like I like you said, Abbotsford, when we went out to those places, there was one bus stop for like how many yeah. fucking blocks. Like yeah. there you could tell like it was a very small, small area where it's like if you need to go get groceries, you have to drive. 15 20 yeah. minutes out of your little kind of development cul-de-sac little mm-hmm. shit and go into whatever main area which i mean in our that area there was literally only liquor barn and popeyes yeah and a save on yeah i mean it just like if like especially during the pandemic it feels like we're getting squeezed I think also too now it's like it, we're at a point now where it's like back in the day it used to be like oh my god I want to live downtown I want to be close to like the life and you know I want to be close to like all the things that are going on at night and you yeah. know all those things but now with the pandemic it's like the 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 idea of living close to downtown Vancouver doesn't make sense anymore because there's sh- shit is not open and like it used to be anymore it's yeah. not like back when we were in our young twenties and like people that we knew that moved out and lived downtown in Gastown, it was a fucking life to live because you could go to work, go to school, do whatever, still have your nightlife, still meet up with friends, still have your own freedom, still have the ability to have the kind of sense of living in the city. And then when you're done with it, you piss off to Vancouver fucking Island or you piss off to the coast or you go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But it's like you still had you still had kind of like that city vibe. And I think that's what people were really looking for with downtown Vancouver at one point, because it was getting compared so much to LA and New York where people were just, if they weren't happy in Vancouver, they were going to Toronto, which was kind of more of the kind of city, like, I guess. And I've actually like just in the last couple of weeks, just from listening to the podcasts I listen to. And a lot of them are hosted by people in the entertainment industry who either live in Los Angeles or New York like three or four times I've heard people like separately talk about Vancouver because yeah. they, they all visit here yeah. on tour or yeah. shooting something and they all talk about how it's just like so beautiful and so great. And yeah. then it was like, but it's so expensive. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, th- it's like this city is becoming a city where like only the rich feel comfortable. I know. You know, and it's fucking depressing sometimes. Well, it's depressing when you grew up here and you remember what it was like. And especially even looking like, even like at my mom, like, she just bought a place and she still mind boggle over what she paid because in yeah. her mind, like when she bought the original house that we grew up and lived in, that was fucking expensive, but it was nothing comparing to yeah. what you want to buy the house for now. What you want to buy the house for when she paid for it, you're paying yeah. triple for it now. So it's just like, there's, it is expensive, but also to like, would I want to live anywhere else in Canada? And that's what I was even thinking. I was like, where else would I want to live? Would I want to live in Ontario? maybe depending on where would I want to live in Toronto? No, because I feel like I'd just be moving to Vancouver, but yeah. with no, 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 not somewhere, not somewhere that's just as the, expensive, just as expensive or the same. Like I'd want a completely different experience. So I'd want to go like maybe to the East coast where it's more just like, you know, a little bit small towny mm. or something like is, that. But like, there's, but there's a know. lot of those places in BC though. I know. That's the thing is like BC has nice smaller towns that are like sorry starting to get gentrified which would attract like people like us you know where yeah like the days of finding a house for a hundred grand are dead and gone but you can find a good house in this place for like 450 which is 
pretty fucking reasonable compared to Vancouver. But it's also to a matter of like you move somewhere, you want to be able to feel like you have like you you don't want to go stir crazy by yourself. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's where now, like what do you have out there? Now it's like even in Vancouver, like we, you know, where we live is really fucking central, but it feels like there's shit all to do all the time, especially because the pandemic has yeah. shut a lot of shit down. Yeah. And a lot of activities are even just things that people used to do, like group events and sporting events and yeah. things like those type of things are gone and just like so even if you were to move to a smaller city, yeah, you're making you're maybe making the same amount of money, you're maybe saving money, but at what expense to your like mentality and yeah. like your mind? Because also too, if you start to feel like you're going fucking stir crazy, you might just tell yourself you're fucking done with it and be upset and not feeling like you're even wanting to give the place a try mm. because you just it wasn't what you thought. And I think a lot of the time it isn't what you think, but I don't know. Like I don't. I don't see a problem moving out to the outskirts now, especially with the pandemic. Before, fuck yeah, because yeah. I was like, listen, I'm trying to, like, I'm not ride or die city, yeah. but I'm also like, I don't want to be someone who has to plan a week in advance to go into the city because I never had to grow up like that. Because it was like, oh, if I want to go to Vancouver, I just jump in the bus, jump in the car, and mm -hmm. go. So it's never been like, oh, I got to plan for that kind of thing. Yeah, but now the thing is, is like, what matters more is your actual home because yeah. that's where you're spending the time exactly for now that's not what it's going to be in 10 years yeah. god willing but also too that is another important part because even looking like at our place it's like i really like our place but i'm like if we had an outdoor space listen yeah i mean we're if starting we to had yeah. an outdoor space no and the thing is is like there's a lot there's a lot about this place that like you just learn to accept and it's fine yeah like we've got a good apartment people like oh, yeah. it but good size there are mice like here and there there are bugs here and there but you know what there's bugs like at every apartment yeah. but like also we're very we, central too yeah we're super central it's a great location great neighborhood but we don't have any outdoor space no it's on it is like we're used to it and i really don't care but like this is kind of a noisy building um i would say like we've got like a staircase right next to us that you hear people kind of go up and down at yeah. the beginning and the end of the day and these are all things that like honestly i don't really give a shit about but you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. You're like, always, I think it's a matter of just being like, what are you comfortable sacrificing? Cause I think yeah. even like, even if I'm at like my mom's place, like she's starting to realize now, like there's all this fucking noise because of all these kids. They had to put in a new bylaw in her apartment about people and their fucking children. They sick. literally had to just put in a bylaw about it because they're basically saying what basically any child under 10 can't be left alone in the common areas. If they fucking act a nuisance or a fool, yeah. Strata's going to fucking fine you. Yeah. If you fucking disrupt other neighbors and they can't sleep or they can't whatever, they're going to fucking fine you. Fuck your children. Basically, that was the new Strata well, bylaw. I mean, yeah, you got to keep keep things. And in my control. mind, I was looking at my mom because she's saying how she can't really sleep because of the kids upstairs fucking running around and stuff. And I was just like, well, when are they running around? That's what I'm saying. And the thing is, the woman doesn't go to bed till like 1130. So yeah. it's like, what are, the, what are they doing? Those kids should be like conked out. But they're, they're just, they're everywhere. Because also to her, she lives in a very interesting building where you can have pets and you can like, I mean, they're not going to tell you not to have kids. But like, no. there's a lot of kids and a lot of pets in her building, which is kind of surprising. Hmm. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, because you can have a pet when you rent. Yeah. No one can own a fucking dog and rent in Vancouver. Okay. This is getting a little negative. I don't think so. I think, you know, I think like you said, I think it's just a matter of like realizing like what's important to you. And I think we come from a generation that in the beginning, some of us thought it was important to like have this like 
I have the perfect location of a place. It doesn't matter if it's a nice place, but it's just a matter of being in the location the of where you can go downtown, where yeah. you can go do that and that. But now it's like, you're not going out for dinners. You're not yeah. hosting anything anymore. You're in your own home more than anywhere else. It's like, you might as well make it the fucking oasis you can. You might as well just make it look as nice and good as you can. Because, I mean, if they shut shit down again, like... Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to go... But I don't think we're going to have a hardcore lockdown like we did in the beginning again. Like, uh-huh. really? At least, like, until some other fucking crazy virus breaks out. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is, like, would we just go crazy and kill each other if we, like, moved to some small town in BC where, like, we could afford and, like, we could live like kings, but we're just, like, by ourselves? I don't think we would. I think... I think for us, I think because we have our own cars, we might be okay. Uh, if we only had one car, whoever's driving the least is going to be the most pissed because they're going to feel like they're stuck because they can't go anywhere. Yeah, but then also like if we were if we were somewhere where like there was a lot of like forest and trails and shit and I could just go out there and like walk around and just get like Oh, I mean chair. if we were going out that way, then I would be like we need a dog. Yeah, like, of course. No, I mean yeah, no, obviously you get a dog. Yeah. Because then I'd be like, okay, we need a dog. And then, you know, if I'm going to be out here by myself, then I can fucking... Oh, dogs, guns. Dogs, guns, kids, you know, same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that is a classic drawn-out check-in, courtesy of me. And um, we will jump back into Geo's precious check-in in one moment. Okay, I I did kind of forget something I wanted to mention. Actually, I had a, I had like another weird I had like a weird moment at work, um, where so in my in my little office trailer I have a water cooler, mm-hmm. um, and that's the water that a lot of the uh, workers on site <coughs> use to to get water, mm-hmm. and um, one of the uh, one of the rodbusters rebar guys. He comes in, he's like, uh, you know, he comes and gets water. You know, I, I need to grab him like a cup. And I see him like drinking it outside. Yeah. And then and then he said, like he said, water is life. Oh. Um, I mean, he was like, he was he was an immigrant worker, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, definitely from Africa. Okay. Um, he had an accent and, and the whole bit. And that just made me like, I instantly was like, Am I, like, not grateful that I just have clean water all the time? Oh, yeah. We're all ungrateful out here. You know. Yeah, but then also, but then I was like, wait a minute. Am I racist and, like, assuming he's from some, like, dried up desert village? Like, I don't know this guy's story. But the, well, also, too, like. Or does he have relatives where, like, oh, fuck, might. they don't get water that much. He might. He might have relatives or he might he might have been somebody who, who remembers as a young kid growing up in, like, a village. And yeah. then as he got older, maybe didn't live there anymore, yeah. but remembers as a kid having to, like, go fetch water and yeah. shit like that. It's, like, even, like, yeah, like, even with my mom, she has these old-ass weird tendencies where I'm, like, what are you doing? Why is there a bowl of water in the sink? Like, <laughs> like these, like, weird yeah. little. Why are you slaughtering goats on the back? yard she would if she could that you know what i would do it with her honestly the fact that they asked me to kill that chicken that time and i said no and everyone got mad i'm still like listen i don't give a fuck i said what i said when was this so when we went to jamaica when i think i was about maybe 12 or 13 we went back to jamaica and then i saw my grandma my grandpa and everybody and everybody and then there 
my aunt was like, oh, go get a chicken. And I was like, okay, where's the supermarket? Because I'm like, okay. She's like, mm. no, from out back. And so I go out in the back, like out in the back patio, look out looking like the whole farm and everything. And I'm like, okay, so where's the chicken she wants me to grab? Like, is it like, I'm th- I'm literally as a kid thinking of like the white styrofoam package right. with the chicken or <laughs> whatever. And then I remember my, my coming on being like, go get a chicken. And I was like, Oh, like a live chicken. She's like, yeah, we have to kill the chicken for dinner. And I was like, oh, no, girl, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't. I'm still really shook about Bambi. I don't know. Like, I can't do this. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she had one of my cousins just go and, like, just grab this chicken and right. just fucking purr and just start like, pluck. Crack, crack its neck. Crack its neck and just start plucking out the hairs. And oh. I'm just like thinking, like, that thing was literally just alive. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm they, like, they didn't chop the head off? No, no. Mm. I just... feel like I would have rather chopped the head off. No, because also too, like back the like in different countries do it differently. In Jamaica, it's like you just it's more it's just you natural. Ring a snack. You just fucking and and also too, it's just when you're working in like areas where it's like not net like I don't it is a field, but it's more like you know you're dealing with like different like fruits and veggies it's and rural like sugar farming sugar cane and machetes crops, and shit and yeah. like rural. It's Ooh, like strong hands. Yeah, you're just like yeah, Neck like you could hands. you could crack yeah you could. You could crack a goat's neck, no problem. Oh, my God. Because you're just like, you know. We have to visit your relatives. Oh, my God. They're going to be like, cool. I'm, so... I'm going to be smirking chickens. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're going to be like, put the white man to work. <laughs> oh, my God. They're be like, hey, you, you, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get to this. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. Nice little vacation. Oh, my God. And then I'll be sitting on the porch with my little out, my little safari outfit on. Sipping <laughs> lemonade. Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> cheersing with the giraffes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there yeah. aren't giraffes in Jamaica. No, there are Cheersing not. with the... There are beetles. Be- <laughs> they're, they're very cool, very pretty, very, very pretty beetles. They're very cool colors. Are they big? Yeah. They're like the, like the half size of your palm. Oh, my God. They're, they're fucking huge. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, they're gross. They're fun. What though. else? Like, you got, like, raccoons. You got wolves. Nope. nope. Um, so is it... Is, are most of the animals domesticated? Kind of, yeah. So you have, like, you have, like, goats, chickens, cows. Um, I think there are some oxes. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, they like oxtail. Yeah, out there. oxes. Um, uh, the term is oxen. Oxen. Um, in certain parts of Jamaica, there are, like, in the grill and stuff, there are really cool exotic birds. Right. Because, obviously, like, tropical birds and yes. shit like that. But I didn't see any of that because we were out in the country. So, in the country, it's mostly, like, farm animals and right. shit like that. And, like, dogs are very, like, that's why even my mom, like, she doesn't understand, like, it's normal to have a dog in the house. Because in her mind, when she was growing up and before she left Jamaica... Dogs were domesticated, but they were never in the house. They were always just like, that was your pet dog, right. but they would run around outside. They yeah. would never be in the house. Well, it didn't get cold. Outside. And it wasn't like, you wouldn't look at them like, you know, obviously people now with their pets are like, they look at it like, oh, it's my baby. And yeah. like over there, they're like, they no, like, this no. is a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. Um, but yeah, that was that was the one time I almost wrung a chicken's neck, but did not because I could not. Okay. See, this is like, these are the stories I want to hear in your check-in. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta let the, you gotta let the world know you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Let the know, let the world know that I'm still reckless as hell. And I lost a Nikon camera in the middle of Jamaica and left it in the back of a taxi. Well, I mean, what? That was like 20 years ago. Yeah, but it was expensive. It was a fucking, ex- it was like the Nikon with like my mom bought all like the fucking lenses right, and shit. Sure. It was like in a case. Yeah, don't give it to a kid. Yeah, no, no. She fucked up. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, check in. Um, I ain't got much this week. This week has been pretty. You know what? This week was a good week. This week was a good week. It was a short week. We had a you know we had a long weekend because of the family day long weekend on yeah. Monday. Um, so this week went by pretty good. Um, yeah, work's been really good, really busy. Um, you know, people have a lot of expectations about like the way things work. And I think that it's just people are delusional. People are delusional. And I think for someone for me coming from like a dentistry background to going into specialty, it's now going from the mindset of, okay, yes, I'm going to do what I can to do whatever I can to get you your shit done or make sure that you're happy going from that mindset to being like, I told you, no, yeah. you can hang up now. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? So I think that's a little bit of a change and it's a challenge, but I really like it. I really like how, you know, the office is going and, you know, it's super interesting. I, I the fact that I have a job, I'm, I'm the fact that I'm still hearing about people talking about their been out of work. Like I had a patient call and been like, Hey, like I want to book in whatever. And I said, here's the consultation fee. This is what we're going to charge. And she's like, you know, unfortunately, like I can't afford that. And in my mind, I'm like, if you can't afford the consultation fee, why are you even going to try and come in for the consultation? Because the treatment is going to be 30 times more than that. Right. But they need that face to become the influencer to make the money. But if you don't have the fucking money for the consultation, we're not looking at your face. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like and it's something that's like, I guess it's like, it's kind of depressing that I realized the other day is like, mm. is like, we, we kind of talk about work a lot, mm. like, and not like, I don't think in a bad way, really, uh, but it, it ends up, it ends up kind of being a big part of our check-ins. Mm. And, and that's just something I noticed, which, which, which I'm not, I'm not judging as good or bad necessarily, mm-hmm. but then also I kind of, something in my mind sort of clicked where it's just like. We need to deviate away from it. Well, not, not we, no, like, not really, but it's just like is like because the pandemic is all we have left work i think you know like has, has, is that the main like thing of our lives yes. now that's always been the main thing because also too we've been conditioned before the pandemic to understand we equate our own value to being useful and to having a purpose making that our job right even if we love it or hate it so we as a society we have decided over years and years way before pandemic that if you have a job and depending on your type of job, that is how value you are, valuable you are in society. In society so status. that's where like, even like when people say, Oh, how are you doing? The first thing they'll talk about uh, is their work. job yeah. because that's how they equate their own value. I want to not do that. I want to like, hard. I want to like, and, and that's, that's well, cause I agree and I'm going to throw on a, but, but you know, yes, you know, you, you kind of give some bullshit answer with work involved, but then also like we could talk about like shit we were doing, mm. like with our friends and our families, like, and in our community but who's and that's it? gone. But that's you what I'm know? saying. There's nothing to talk about now because you're not, even if you, someone says, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And you say, Oh, it's been really good. I actually saw a friend yeah. this day. And then I went and saw family this day. They yeah. were like, Oh, so you're going around spreading shit. I huh? know. That's the thing is like, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. It's like, you know, there's this weird like because of different factors it's kind of like oh what should i talk about it's taboo to talk about social being social because now it's taboo to even be social in a pandemic yeah yes like unless you're fucking using stupid ass social media yeah oh man i don't know like it's like how long before we like 
forget what we did before the pandemic. Like, and that, that that's being melodramatic and kind of unrealistic, but it's just like, I, it, it's almost like I need to consciously remember mm. how life used to be I know. so we can try to get back there, you know, and, and remembering like the good times we got to have. Are we going to get, we're not going to ever get back to what it used to be though. No, but, 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 but like, you know, one of, you know, one of my favorite things that mm-hmm. was when we would get together with, you know, my, my extended family friends that mm-hmm. really are just like my extended family. And we'd have these like potlucks that were like kind of a competition. We kind of have a theme, yeah, right? Those are fun. Those were, those were a lot of fun, you know, and, and it's, it's things like that, that are like really important and remind us of who we are and yeah. where we come from. And, and also when you're doing stuff like that, especially as a young person, you're getting to model other people's behavior and like formulate how to be like a real fucking person. Mm-hmm. And that is like immeasurably valuable. We got to pray for the young kids now. Cause at this, at this point too, it's like, even though I was thinking, I was talking to a girlfriend about it when we met up last time, I was like, I remember telling her, I'm like, remember back in the day, we all used to get together, go for dinners and drinks. And it would just be like photo deck photos on deck because we just wanted to mm-hmm. make sure we had photographic memory of like, the memories we had yeah, and like the, the fun times. and it's like now and we post them and we wouldn't even post them necessarily for other people to see we just post them for each other so that it's like you know whatever yeah but now it's like you go and meet a friend for coffee it's like am i supposed to be a cia operative am i supposed yeah. to be wearing all black and hiding like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be technically meeting up with anybody and the problem is now we live in a society where you're gonna get shamed for anything and everything yeah and it's like well these businesses are open and then like, you're why gonna, can't I fucking go there? But then you're going to have people going, yeah, the businesses are open, but COVID is still going on. And it's like, yeah, but like, it's almost, it's to the point now where it's like, you're going to get shamed for being a good or a bad person. So you almost have to choose which one you want to be. You have to choose whether or not you want to be the good person who is still following the rules. still trying to, you know, maintain some sort of a life, but be respectful of other people, try to be safe. Or you could be the asshole person being like, listen, it is what it is. Shit's open. I'm going to do what I can to be, you know, as cool about it as I can. But like, I'm not going to stop living. I'm not going to fucking stay home because you want me to stay home. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's being an asshole though. Like I think that's For some people that is though. True. I mean, I think like the real, the real, you know, the real crazy assholes are the ones that are going to those like weird pop-up like cash only nightclubs that someone you know yeah. is you know popping up in their fucking penthouse or whatever Happy college kids yeah i don't know that it's college kids necessarily but yeah yeah but i mean you know what like at this point in time like i feel like we're never gonna get back to the way it was because also too like there's almost a fear in society about every little thing coming to light and every little thing being like a, a chance to basically tell you like, oh, by the way, like you're out of a job because yeah. any little thing people do now, it's just going to be a way to be like, you are culturally insensitive. You were this, you were, even if you make a COVID joke, people are just like, whoa, yeah, people have died, but it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you make you make slavery jokes, Kay. You yeah. make Holocaust jokes, Kay. You make Vietnam jokes, Kay. But COVID jokes, whoa, 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 whoa. Too soon. It's just like, okay, where the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just. The rules are constantly changing. They're constantly changing for so many people. And it's just to the point where it's like, I personally feel like I have no problem being that person who can't keep up. I have no problem being that person who's like, like, even with music, for example, like, I mean, it's totally off topic, but like. 
couldn't tell you a new age rapper nowadays. I couldn't tell you no little whoever the fuck. I could not because mm-hmm. I don't listen to any of that shit. I'm very like, I listen to what I personally like to listen to. And a lot of that shit is old shit. And a lot of that stuff is, you know, still stuck in the 2003s. So for me, it's like, I just, I feel like we live in a society now that's just like, if you haven't already learned to not post everything that you fucking do, then you're going to learn quick and you're going to learn the hard way because you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose friends. You're going to have people come at you being like, whoa, whoa, that was not tasteful. Or, you know, you'll say something that'll be like pro something, not realizing like, oh, I was pro whatever the fuck. Or you used the word midget 15 years ago when that wasn't a big deal. Now, I mean, it kind of is. Oh, my God. Everything's um, a big deal. Uh, yeah. But that's basically it for me. I mean, nothing really new-ish for me. I definitely... Got your nails done. I got my nails done. Um, I already hate them a little bit because I just... I got so used to not having nails. I was just used to being able to grab and touch and do whatever yeah. I wanted. But my nails were just so brittle that they just kept breaking off because of the cold. Because it was so cold that, mm. like, my nails would just break off. So I went back to the bougie route and went back to acrylics and we'll see how long it'll last. Maybe another month. Doubt it. But um, I did that. And then I'm also going to hopefully, I keep saying this to myself and I don't think I have as much confidence in myself as I'd like to believe. So I think that's me kind of being more aware of like, you tell yourself you want to do things, but you don't do it because you don't really actually believe yourself. Okay. But I do want to create more of a better morning and after school, after school, <laughs> after school. That's how work feels. It feels like school uh, after work routine. Because also too, like in the mornings, I used to always get up, do yoga, have my little tea, go out on the green patch and kind of get my morning going. I really love that. But now I feel like with the weather turning, I have to find like more... I have to find a better, better control over myself. Cause I like to tell myself I want to do something and then be like, I'm going to do it. And then I'd be like, mm, I'll do it later. Interesting. So I think I'm just trying to tell myself like, you know what? Like you can do whatever you want to do. Sky's yeah. the limit. Don't, don't talk yourself out of doing something that you haven't even tried to do yet or yes. haven't even stuck to consistently. Yet. Right. So that's another kind of part of even like my after work routine. I think that because I got off work kind of relatively early, I can walk home as my like kind of workout warm up and then come home and do the Nike app for like yeah. half an hour and see right. how that does. Because I do miss the gym. I do miss workouts. I do miss just yeah. having the music. I, I miss just kind of that whole vibe. And, you know, I just, I miss, yeah, I just miss that. So I'm like, I want that back. And I mean, it might get to the point where I realize after a week or two that Nike training app is not for me and I have to actually just physically go back to the gym. Yeah. Um, uh, there is, well, if you had an Apple watch, you could you there's uh they offer three months free of like the Apple Fitness Plus mm. like kind of app, which is like the Nike training app, but like, like better. How is it better? Um, it's like, I, I mean, it's not. Just a closer circle for you? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of, it is more integrated, like with kind of the health and fitness mm. stuff. Um, there's a lot of great technology out there. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm going to jump into unsolicited advice. This is an unorthodox podcast this week, actually. I don't hate that. Should we get a Peloton? Um, Like the bike? Yeah. You know, 
I wouldn't see my like you. My thing is, is like if we have a thing that I can just like watch Netflix and be on and get exercise, best case scenario. Yeah. So like honestly, if if it was just a treadmill and I'm just like briskly walking and watching like cat like watching the you know twenty seasons of Star Trek: The Next Generation, dope. Or you know, same thing with an elliptical, but like ellipticals are kind of bulky. Mm. A like a rower is the best, I think, for space and also full body exercise mm-hmm. um, and storability. But like all of those things, like like it's so hard for any of those things to not just be some neglected shit in the corner. Yeah. Like two months later, it's almost like it's kind of it, like. But but that's where you can rent. See, that's the thing. Like I have looked into. A good a good thing to try out would be, hey, let's rent this for two months. And like, yeah, would that end up costing like a quarter of what it costs to just buy the thing? Probably. Mm-hmm. But you get to try it. You get to try it out. But but there are some pretty great workout apps that, you know, and like honestly, like we've like we've been to the gym enough and done enough personal training that like I can just create a workout and like write it down. Yeah. But that's not the that's not really the hitch. Like it's yeah. you know, you know, we 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 need more than that. Like, yeah, you know, there, there's people out there that can just do that. God bless them. Mm-hmm. But you know, these newer apps now that are like really well thought out and can be a little bit more tailored to like your goals, your age, your gender, your body, your space. Yeah. You know, the Nike training app for something that's free is phenomenal. Yeah, and, um, and you know, the Apple, the Apple Fitness Plus app, you know, it's like 10 bucks a month. If you're, you, if you're working out with that even twice a week, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, we have like an, we have a giant living room. So we actually have the space that you can really use these yeah. things, you know, where yeah. you need enough space to do like, you know, your weird crab walks, bear crawls, and then, you know, you throw in your jumping jacks and planks and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do miss machines. And also, I mean, like half the year, the weather's good enough that you can do jump rope outside. Yes, that's, that's true. That's one thing I do. I did for like the first week at my new job is I would actually jump rope during my coffee break. Okay. Um, and doing that with work boots, that's like, that's some exercise. That's like basically wearing like ankle waves. Generally, yes. Um, and And that's like, and you know... Most people are like us and do go back and forth and up and down with fitness and exercise. And that's why. And it's taking me like years of like being some, you know, psycho health nut, you know, super duper healthy guy. And then everything gets thrown out the window and I'm like back to having shitty habits and like neglecting myself, you know, the the year after that to like figure out that you want to like start out with doing the most you can with the least, Mm -hmm. you know? So buying, you know, like, yeah, maybe don't start out just buying like the thousand dollar treadmill. Start out by like buying a kettlebell and a jump rope. Like Mm -hmm. that shit's affordable. It's not too expensive. It doesn't take up too much space because, you know, none of us have enough money or space Mm -hmm. or time. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of my unsolicited advice. But then also, like, you know, 
human beings are flawed. It's really hard to have motivation. And I have, I think I've mentioned before how important it is. And this is something I learned from Noom. I will give Noom a free plug. Um, is like, they, they have this thing called like your ultimate why, like, cause Noom is about health and healthy weight loss mm-hmm. and like, and good habit change. Yeah. And like, literally the first thing is like, you have to legit actually know why. And it's probably not so I can look good on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's so I can play with my grandkids, you know, depending what age you are. It's so I can be a great parent, yeah. you know, it's so I can be you know, a great caregiver or, or whatever, or, or so I can feel confident every day, you know, that, that matters too. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. I don't think it's even about looks necessarily for a lot of people. I think a lot of people, especially, especially now, especially even during the pandemic, I don't think it was about looks for half the people because half you're not seeing anybody. So who the fuck are you looking good for? It's it's more about like like, making sure that you're just keeping yourself feeling good. And that's where I'm like, I feel pretty decent, but I'm like, I remember I'm like, I did feel really good because I did have a like when I got into the gym I got into the gym and yeah. I would stick to it I'd right. always go after work I'd always whatever and well, then I when I fall off I fell off I know I'm like I I definitely can be similar and you know it's so it's weird because like you know losing weight or like looking better and sexier is one of like the least important actual things you'll take away from exercise like how much it helps your mental health. Yeah, it helps is your sleep. Huge. It helps you sleep. It helps your sleep. It helps your circadian rhythms. It helps your circulation, which helps your brain function better. Like exercise just helps your internal organs, you know, feel better. It helps your posture, unless you're working out incorrectly. Um, it's, you know, like if I if I if I was the new dictator of you know future Canada or the mayor of Vancouver, or whatever the fuck. I would, I would mandate in exercise breaks, like, you know, Mm -hmm. and honestly, okay, look, like, I don't want to control anyone's life except for ours. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I like, I thought the other day I was like, man, if, if the, if we could just wave a magic wand and the workday was a half hour or 45 minutes longer, but in the middle of the day, you had an extra break to do Mm -hmm. 15 minutes of stretching and like 20 minutes of exercise. Like, that would change entire populations. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, this stuff is insanely important. And, you know, we're, we're not unique when, when you know, we get into habits of, of not exercising enough because everybody basically does it. You yeah. know, life gets in the way. But that's where, like, you know, we need to teach people and we need to remember like how important it is to you know know that like you're accountable like you're accountable to you yeah you know if you know and that's and no like no one can do this stuff for you yeah like you know if you're lucky maybe someone can motivate you but that will only even work short term like you have to be motivated and know why and and have it actually honestly be worth it and you have to be willing and, and I think you do, like, once you kind of get through that annoying first week, two weeks, month, and then you're cruising and you're like, oh, fuck, I feel dope. Yeah. Like, I, like, you know, I fucking love getting up early and, and exercising, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's just about, it's about the good habits. It's about the motivation. And it's about like, you know, it, it's, 
it is an investment. Like when you're, when you exercise and take care of yourself, it's like putting money in this, you know, future health RRSP that is like, it's just immeasurably valuable. Um, anyway, that's my out of order unsolicited advice. That was in my check-in. That was in your check-in. I don't know. Am I like taking over everything now? I mean, you said it. I didn't. Did I colonize your check-in? Yeah. How dare I? Um, anything else? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, now I feel like, you know what? You said it out loud. You know, that, that, that is one accountability advice is to actually tell someone I have the intention of doing this stuff. Yeah. So maybe in a week or two, we can do a little Georgina's, you know, wellness update corner segment potentially. Okay. You know what? Let's move right along. Uh, coming up next, we're doing shout outs. Okay, sweetie pie, kick us off with shout outs. My shout out this week is again, very easy, very simple neighborhood goody, but oldie, oldie, but goody. It's going to be JJ and Camby. I'm shouting them out again. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. I don't care. I'm going to shout them out to the fucking day I die. I love JJ me. I don't fucking care. Okay. You know, you know, I love them too. So why are you trying to shame me now? I'm not. Sh- I mean, I'm shaming you because like it's lazy. You could have thought of an like a, a new. This was up. the best one I had because I'm going to share my experience at the JJ on Camby. Okay. So we currently live around Camby Street. Yeah. And we frequent this JJ quite a bit. Yes. Do we frequent it as much as we used to? Maybe no. Not. But we still frequent it maybe maybe once a week maybe you know approximately maybe Ish. once a week. Right. And a lot of their staff remember our names. Okay. Now I feel like that is something huge especially number one we're in a panty no yeah. one wants to remember shit let alone anybody's name i mean you can barely remember mass when you leave the house right. we're the cool couple though but how so how are we cool um because like we we talk to them you know we we share a little bit we make them smile like that's like we're like we do a, we provide a public service like we we should get free shit honestly okay. at jj um Yes, sure. But I mean, and, and like, and like, I mean, you know, I definitely, like, I laid the groundwork, you know, for like for this rep, like, because I, like, I've been cultivating that for like four years. Yes, the in one the, in the neighborhood. Be. Yes, you did. Maybe it's been five. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I know, like, I know, I know the OGs. Yeah, that don't work there no more. Uh, only out of the OGs, only oh yeah, no, we can say first names. Lou. Lou. And then the other girl whose name is actually like it's more specific, so I don't really want to like blow up her. her okay, thing. yeah, but shout out to John, Elliot, and Lou. You guys all always remember our names, which I yeah. think is amazing. And yeah, I had to tell John the other day, like, "What's your name, bro?" Good for you. You took the awkward hit. I took the awkward hit. I was like, "You know my, you know my name, and I don't know yours. That's not right." And he's just like, "It's John." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Thanks, John." Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. But that's my shout out. And I don't think it's lazy because I love JJ Bean. I think most coffee shops, to be honest, like total tangent, but Starbucks have been closing like right, left and center all over the fucking city. I mean, it's, it's an epidemic. It's kind of, I mean, I don't know what's going on with them, but they're just closing out like, and especially like pretty main locations too, like yeah. pretty central locations. Right. So I mean, JJ's always been my number one go-to for coffee, and then it would always be Artigiano's, and then it would be Starbucks. Um, Artigiano is fancy and expensive. I know. 
that's what I'm saying. I usually go JJ, and if there's no JJ, I'll take an Artige. If there's no Artige, I'll take Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, I don't even bring Tim Hortons into the conversation because that's not coffee to me. Right. Fair enough. You know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, I'm kind. Of, I'm a beggar, not a chooser. But obviously, I, JJ is forever in my heart. Yes. Okay. My shout out. Mm-hmm. My shout out is I'm shouting out my sister Anna. She uh, gave me bagels for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of like a care package. She gave me homemade bagels with uh, cream cheese and capers and red onion and smoked salmon. Uh, and it tasted really fucking good. I'm really jealous I couldn't have it because of the salmon, but I was ready to take that bullet. Yes, Georgina is allergic to fish and could not uh, participate in that joy. Finally, I got to have something of my own around here. I mean, dude, like you, you wear all my sweatpants, you wear all my sweaters, you know, you're, you know, you appropriated my new cool free t-shirt like a hermit crab. <laughs> I'm just saying it's nice that I got to have the smoked salmon. Um, yes. So thank you, Sister Anna. I love you very much. Thank you for the birthday gift. Uh, okay. That is our shout outs. Coming up next, slap of the week. Okay, slappy time. Slap, slap, slap. I'm going to start off this week, and I'm going to make mine really simple. But I think it also – it's funny because I always have to do it with the bathroom or the kitchen. My slap okay, for sorry. you is the poofume. Um, when you use the restroom of ours, our beautiful decorated bathroom, uh-huh. you do not put the seat down after you use the second part, after you do number the two. I mean, I do sometimes. You it's very just... rarely do, and the smell starts to waft into the apartment because okay. you don't put the seat down. Okay. So that is my slap. I would love for you to put the seat down after doing your do because the smell will waft into the air. And then if I wake up with pink eye, that's going to really piss me off. Oh, getting the pink eye stink eye. <laughs> I've never had it, and I don't want it. I don't want it. I think I've had it before. I think like it's a very male-dominant symptom to have, like, pink eye. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah, what's your slap? Go ahead. Oh, okay. I mean I like I I like I I I sort of had to, but Oh. I mean, so okay, the reason I have two is like one that I could I couldn't like just say for the podcast i had to like say it in the moment oh yes but like but i still need to like i still need this to be on record okay. i still need it to kind of like be out in the world sure because maybe there's someone else out there like me who has to put up with like you know similar um unruliness 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 okay, okay. so you know what i'm talking about we already kind of thought about it yesterday we, we went to Costco, did our weekend shopping, mm-hmm. got this, like, flat of little cans of sparkling water. Uh, would you say there were 24? Was it a 24? I don't think so. Uh... 
I think it, it easily, could be. Yeah, it could no, be twenty four. Yeah, honestly, I think it was twenty four. I think it's because they're taller cans. It doesn't yeah, and seem skinnier. and skinnier. They don't right. seem like twenty four. And yeah. you put the whole fucking flat in the fridge. Yes, I did. And I that's did. crazy. Let me clarify for the listeners. I took the flat out of the plastic, out of the cardboard. That doesn't matter. It's the same amount of space. Okay, so my question, like I explained to you yesterday, and I understand this is your slap, and you're getting very frustrated about it because you're starting to really act up. So let me calm you down here. Okay. So. The reason why I put them all in mm-hmm. is because I was putting them in like I normally do. I usually put in like every on that top right hand side of the yep. fridge on the top of the, you know, the top shelf, top shelf right, side. right side is always usually cold drinks. So I usually always stock it up when we get go to Costco, get bubbly, whatever. Mm-hmm. The bubbly flat usually is it like usually I take a couple out of each flavor right. and then put the rest in storage. Yeah. With this sparkly water. When I was putting it in the fridge, as I was putting it in, I realized, I'm like, oh, shit, there's only like eight cans left. Like, this is not enough to really put into storage. And also, because of the way the flat, the cardboard thing it was in, it wasn't something where it was just going to be able to, like, you could pick it up and carry it and just put it into storage. It would just be falling all over the place inside of it. So I decided to put them all in because I figured, you know, it's better to just have everything cold rather than having some cold run out. And the next thing you know, when you want a nice cold sparkling water, there isn't any. Right. I mean, so you can just use ice. Like, we have ice in the freezer. And uh, ice for what? For when you need to make a drink cold. Yeah, but you want sparkling water. You don't add ice to your sparkling water, do you? Yeah, sure. I've never seen you do that, but sure. Go ahead. Lie to the right. I mean, because we do a pretty good job of keeping the stuff rotating into the fridge. Yes, and who does that rotation usually? Uh, either both. Are you kidding me? You hate going to storage. You fucking liar. I pull that (laughs) shit out of storage. You try, motherfucker. Um, we need that top shelf for like kind of overflow, like small items. You know, we need that extra space. We can't have it monopolized by drinks. So what I was going to tell you as well, too, is that my partial part two side slot for you is the fact that you don't know where shit goes in the fridge because you like to put everything all over the place. Veggies up top, meat in the middle, shit on the bottom. It's like, okay, so how about we centralize areas for things like the veggie crispers usually for veggies. The bottom shelf usually has your poultry, your meat, your eggs, your tofus. Your right. meat Pro- protein. protein. The middle one usually has all our sauces and veggies and, you know, sauerkraut and such. And then the top shelf usually has, again, you know, you have your hummus, you have your drinks, and then you have your loose fruits that we will grab in the morning when yeah. we're going to work. Okay. So I thought we were all clear on this, but apparently not. So just making sure you are aware. Right. I mean, see, I like, I don't believe on, I don't really believe in segregation like you do. Wow. In the fridge. So you want everything to be all over the place? You know, I believe. And not have a standard place so you just know where shit is when you just know, oh, I'm running out of this. I know where that is. We have general guidelines. I think it's just like you're lazy and you don't want to look. (laughs) Like you just don't want to like put in the extra little bit of effort to like look in the fridge. I would like consistency. That's all the fuck I would like. Oh, consistency. Okay. That's rich. Um, Hmm. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. You got it. You got it. You fixing your face like you got it. So go ahead. No, no, I'm fine. You look like you're fixing your face. Fix it. No, I'm good. Now, because you know what? Also, too, one thing I will say is that 
you like segregation because you like to keep certain things in certain places as well. You only yeah. like to keep the veggies in the middle. You usually like to put the eggs on the bottom as well, too. Right. You usually like okay. to put the hummus up top. So realistically, I'm just kind of following the guidelines that were already set prior to my move-in date. So here's the thing is like our, our fridge is a little bit differently organized because I like I shifted one of the shelves higher up so we have like a lot of space in the middle yeah so like the bottom the bottom zone mm -hmm. that like sits above the veggie crisper mm -hmm. that's like kind of low yeah right like and then and then you have a shelf and then you have the middle which is where like kind of most of the stuff is i mean well not most of the stuff but that's the biggest area that's where we can have tall things mm -hmm. and then the top shelf is like basically as tall as like a can of pop. And so that's, it's like, so it's more, it's more broken out by shape versus like category of food. I think maybe that's where there's that kind of, you know, conflict, like the difference. Mm. Um, I don't know that this is a problem we can solve. So I'll like, I'll just move on to like the actual main slap that I had pre-planned. Awesome. Um, what'd you say? I said awesome. Okay, great. So, the French press. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm like, this doesn't have to do with the fact that I accidentally broke it today. Oh, good. I didn't have to call you out. You called yourself. Awesome. R.I.P. French press. I was cleaning it and it broke. Um, you overfill the French press. How so? When okay. I, when I do my own coffee? Yes. Yeah. So... Our, the French press we have, and we both love French press coffee. It's very good. But the French press we have is like, is it's small. It's literally designed to make one cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, which works. It, it, I mean, it, it kind of, usually we're making coffee, coffee at different times. You know, that's not the French press you use when you have company. It's the everyday French press mm -hmm. where you make your morning coffee and it's the perfect size. And, and you just put in, you put in two scoops. We have a coffee scoop. And you use two scoops per cup of coffee, and it makes the perfect cup of coffee. Says for you. I mean, like perfect just, in your eyes. I mean, like based on coffee rules. Says who? Who made these rules? Um, you got a person. You got a Wikipedia page. You got something to definitively tell me that this person made these rules. You know what? Let's uh, let's see if I can consult somebody. <laughs> hey Siri, how many scoops of coffee to make one cup? She didn't hear me. Because she doesn't fucking know. Hey, Siri. She went to bed. She, mm. she tired of you. How many scoops of coffee to make one cup? I found this on the web. Okay. Coffee to water ratio. How many cups of coffee? Da, 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 da. Roastycoffee.com. Okay. Oh my God. I can like actually internet browse on my watch. All right. Well, that's not really interesting podcasting. Um, so I guess to be continued, but anyway, look, it's two scoops of coffee for one cup. You know, that's, that's what I do when I make it for you and you like it. Mm -hmm. And and here's the issue. So here, here's how I know you're putting in too much mm -hmm. because when you, you do like four, I know you do four because I know it's double what I do. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like you put in so much coffee that after you plunge it down, it is like, 
cement at the bottom and you and like you can't just rinse it out like with a normal french press you have to like dig it the fuck out like one of the excavators getting into the sandstone at my construction site and it's wrong okay thank you for your input on the way i produce my coffee that i consume in my body Mm -hmm. and i definitely do appreciate your concern for me having the perfect cup of coffee because you know that is very enjoyable in the morning when you do need it i will take into consideration the overuse of the coffee and may adjust accordingly but i will not tell you said you know outcome right now okay all right interesting thanks for your input though you know i mean i think next time you'll be hearing from my lawyer okay that slaps the week. Um, <laughs> you know, and so now we do smooches, which I think are, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. You don't even have you one, go do first. You? No, no, you go You first. don't have one, you no, bastard. You, no, you don't you. love me. I do. I sincerely do, you know, all the time, every day. All right, my smooch of the week did for you, you. Did you, like, did you pre-plan one? Do you have a smooch? Are you locked and loaded? No. Okay. I just think of things that I love about you. Mm. All day. Not all day. I have things to do. Right. <laughs> the fuck. Um, <laughs> cute. My smooch for you is the fact that you will be watching TV and you'll hold my feet and rub my feet sometimes. And I mm-hmm. really, really love that because it makes me ticklish. But I also just really like when you do that because mm-hmm. I think that's just super relaxing and super nice. And I don't know. It's comforting to me. It's Someone very comforting. touching your feet. Yeah. Where okay, I don't know. I find it comforting, like yeah, like when you're like when we're sitting around watching TV and like you know you'll hold my foot or my leg or something. And, like, it's intimate. I mean, you don't let someone you're not close with touch your feet, really, or hold your feet. I guess not. I don't know, but that's okay. my smooch. Okay, I you know I like you know I you know what maybe I'll maybe I'll give you a little toe tickle tonight. Okay. You know what I mean? Um. My smooch that I have thought of <laughs> and is pre-planned uh-huh. for you okay. from myself <laughs> is... You're taking so long to spit it out. I love it. Uh, don't, don't touch the microphone. Why not? Because it's bad for the listener. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't... You're like, okay, for the listener, what you probably just heard was Georgina stabbing our microphone. With, with a cuticle orange stick? Get out of here. Right, yeah. That's an implement of torture uh, that was probably used in Nam. Uh, okay, my smooch. You know what? I here here's an interesting smooch that I that I like about you mm. is your favorite flowers aren't roses. Yeah, no. I like I like that. You know, you're Those not. Those are so cliche bullshit. And I I appreciate I appreciate your like judginess of roses. Thank you. Um, for the listener, her favorite flowers are lilies and tulips. Yes, especially tulips. I love tulips. Okay. Um, oh, actually that, okay. I have, I, I've got, a, I've got a pop quiz for you actually. Okay. Uh, which relates to something that I should have said in check-in. Ugh, now I should just save this for next week. That's yeah, too late. Okay. Right. What's my favorite animal? Ooh, your favorite animal. You know, you know this. Once I tell you, you'll be like, fuck, right. I want to say birds, but that doesn't sound right. Okay. No, no, no. Warm. Specific. 
Your favorite and ducks. Yes. Okay. So you do know. Yeah. I saw. I saw legit like a fucking family of ducks on our block. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they, like, they were like lost or something, and then just like in someone's yard. And I'm just like, Aww. I have never. I would have got you. Oh, we yeah. should have left a little thing outside with a little, you know, little duck pond or a little. Oh my god, that little serving tray that you had from the bar when you used to work at the bar. Yeah. If I could put that outside and I could just little, you know, have a little pond. Well, it would be fun if like we just started throwing bird seed on like someone's house and like the birds just like terrorize them. No, that's not fun. Right. I, I don't like birds normally. Right, so. but you like ducks. I like ducks though. Okay, but then also, what's your favorite animal? Favorite animal? Yeah. Mm. You people should have a favorite animal. I've always, as a kid, loved turtles, okay. and I always liked. Um, seals turtles and seals yeah i don't know what it was as a kid i always like i had so many fucking stuffed seal like like stuffed animals and like beanie babies and mm-hmm. shit like that um yeah seals i don't know why okay i think it's just like the, the way they look it's just like they're just kind of like blobs with these big oh fucking God. eyes that are just like hmm. I told you before about the time I actually saw a baby seal. It was just cuteness overload. When we went, uh, kai- was it kayaking? Yes. Yeah, so we went kayaking last summer in Jericho and we saw those seals. That yeah. was very cute. Yes. We got to do that again. Good memory. That was a great fun. That was a great yeah. morning. That no, was a that fun was, morning. That was a good activity. Yeah. Good morning, summer activity. Um. So, okay. So final answer, seals. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um. Okay, that slaps, that smooches. What was my smooch? That no no that that like that you like you're you you're judgy of roses. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I mean the I'm flowers. not judgy of roses, but I just like there's such a fucking like cliche like flower that I'm like there's so many fucking types of flowers. Roses can't be the end all be all of the most beautiful. And obviously beauty is perception to people. It's about what you consider beautiful. And I don't know, I feel like the color vibrancies of lilies and lilacs and tulips, it's just, I don't know. And like the smell, I mean, these are gorgeous. Yes. The ones you got me for Valentine's Day, they still smell amazing. Yeah. And they look good too. Well, well no, they they look they like look they need to be in a nursing home. But Yeah, but I mean, hell, they lasted a good long time. A week? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... We kind of, we sort of jumped around because I feel like we sort of got into the, some meaty stuff early on, mm. but let, let's, let's go back. Okay. Let's go back to, you know, hashing some things out. I want to actually, I'm going to, because we're still in February, it's still Black History Month and it's my turn yeah. to, I guess, get into a little bit of something relating to Black History. Uh, I wanted to pull, um, this is a soap. What I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is a book. Okay. This is actually a book that I'd written down as a note in my phone, like, honestly, a year or two ago as a book I really wanted to get and really wanted to read. Okay. The Conjure Man Dies, mm-hmm. a Harlem mystery. Honestly, they will make a movie about this, like, eventually. It's only a matter of time. Or maybe it already happened. Okay. But, uh... So, this is the first ever African-American crime novel. Really? Yes. I feel like Uh, there's a lot of those every day. (laughs) You mean, like, in life? Yes. Right. In the news. Uh, That's a fair assessment. But this is, like, this is a mystery, right? Mm -hmm. 
it's like and it, it's a it's a crime classic it's the very first detective novel written by an african-american set in 1930s new york with only black characters okay and honestly yeah like i really i love i love detectives like mm-hmm. i was i was kind of raised on you know the classic british detectives yeah. like sherlock holmes Hercule Poirot, uh the belgian detective uh i watched a lot of bbc with my dad and um they were all they were all white people right yeah um and you know the most and the most famous crime or the most famous mystery writers do tend to all be white and mm-hmm. um i think it'd be nice to branch out yeah so i mean i bet i could find that book on amazon oh yeah i could even get it like a local bookstore you know yes <laughs> excuse me that would be the better thing to do support local of course Mm -hmm. um maybe we'll check out the old book warehouse that's right i love book warehouse um so speaking of like things i did so it is my birthday on tuesday Mm -hmm. and you have been acquiring some like little gifts for me like based on some of the suggestions i made yes uh, have you gotten me a book? Yes. Okay, interesting. I like it. Um, you know, I don't know why I think, like, gift giving, like, I, I kind of, every time there's, like, a, a gift holiday or your birthday or my birthday, it just, like, makes me think more and more about, like, why do we do this? Like, what's the point? Mm. And, uh, but maybe now's not the time to get into it. There's some other stuff. You wanted to talk about some stuff. What do you got? I got, uh, let's see, so congratulations to uh, Meghan Markle and Harry... Uh... Styles. <laughs> Whoever the fuck his last name is. Uh, Belafonte. No, not Harry Belafonte. No. He could be the grandparent, so. Okay. Um, Meghan and Harry, the royals that aren't royal no more. Yeah. They are expecting another baby. Congratulations to them. Archie's going to have a little brother or sister. Hopefully they name them after the comic book as well. Yeah. And they just keep that comic book shit going. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I there's I feel I feel for Megan in a sense of like you had like she had no idea what she was walking into being like being a royal person. And like I think it's almost so eerie in a sense of like we're seeing how Diana probably felt, but this is now in 2021 time, Mm -hmm. 2020 time. Like this is where like, I don't blame Harry for being so protective over Megan. Cause he's like, I'm not going to let the paparazzi kill my wife. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to let them do what they did to my mom, to her. Like I totally 110% understand that. And for them to step away from the whole Royal scene and being a part of the Royals and having, you know, doing all the Royal duties and shit. I think that's smart for them to do because at this point in time too, we see how crazy the world's getting. What makes them think that they're not going to be in danger? What makes them think that like, you know, the more and more like being royal doesn't mean shit to anybody more. It's not like it's 18, 1700s where it's like you were royalty and it meant something to the public. The public don't give a fuck that you're rich. They don't give a fuck that you're super wealthy and that you have this crazy lineage that created whatever country, but yet you still have people in this current day poor, you know, not being able to afford their homes, not being able to afford their life. And yet you want them to fucking look at you like you're some sort of godsend as if you're doing something. When a lot of the times, in personally in my eyes, I don't know what the royals even do. 
Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're definitely... They're diplomats. Like, they're celebrities. Like, a lot of people give a shit about the royals. Yeah, but it's like they're celebrity diplomats in a way, where it's just like, they're they're there when, like, the country needs somebody to, like, go and represent them. That's, like, kind of, like, okayed in the rest of the world, where it's like, you know, we'll send them or whatever. So... I don't know. Congratulations to them. I hope that they just, you know, flourish and whatever. And I mean, it sucks that, you know, him and William are not like really cool with each other right now. Because William's more like, listen, like, this is the life. Like, this is what we've been born into. Like, this is Mm -hmm. your duty. You have to do this. And Harry's just like, fuck that. No, like, I'm not going to let them fucking... You know, I'm not going to live run somewhere and run our lives and then make my wife like, fuck. I mean, she already lost a child from all the fucking stress and bullshit. It's like you like this is where we almost have to understand this as a society. The pressure you put on somebody can alter their lives in so many ways that you have no idea about where it's like, you know, the things that were being written about her, talked about her and like it was so ugly. And I remember even seeing like a UK article about like people talking about Megan so poorly to the point where it was like, are we going to deny that you hate black people? Because you're only attacking her because she's black. If she was blonde, blue eyed, born in Welsh or wherever the fuck, nothing. No one, they didn't do that to Kate. Yeah. But they attacked the fuck out of her. They attacked her fucking unborn kid. Like it's to the point where like, I wouldn't like, I, for me, like I would totally if I were them, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. Fuck this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to have this be my life. Cause also too, it's like, you're going to be basically told what nail polish to wear, what fucking stocking colors to wear. You can't wear pants. You can't wear this. You can't do that. You can't do that. To then what be fucking ripped apart every day. Fuck that. That's yeah. crazy. But congratulations to them and their new little one. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting. Another, it's kind of exciting things. People, I think people really feel for them. Yeah. So, and I think, I think, I don't know. I just, I have a, I don't know. I have a soft spot for that woman. I don't know why. Um, another thing uh, in the celebrity-ish realm, Kim and Kanye, they're done. Yeah. Seven years, they're done. Um, Seven years, that's not bad. I thought that. Part of me really thought they were going to make it a bit longer, but I think after he came out and, like, trashed, like, like Kim's mom and the whole fucking thing and then, like, saying you're going to run for president, and Kim's like, listen, I'm just trying to get motherfuckers out of jail, okay? Like, yeah. please don't do this. Like, Ooh, and it's funny because you know someone made a comment on, like, one of the podcasts I was listening to. They're like... They're like, Kanye is so, like, at the, when, when things were going on where he was kind of acting crazy, it's like, Kanye's so like in a mindset of being like it's almost like he was so anti-black that poor Kim had to come out and be like let me try and fucking save shit let me just try and get some motherfuckers out of jail so like mm-hmm. no one's gonna fuck it you know because it's just oh yikes Kim would have been a great first lady you know what she would have been a she would have banging, banging ass first, banging lady. first lady yeah I mean though Kanye would have just been like I don't he would have been Trump but worse because he's so erratic yeah, I don't know. I don't think he would have necessarily been worse than Trump. He would have flipped and flopped, though, because he would have been yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, slavery never happened to one side. And then the other side, he'd be like, let's lynch these white people or some shit. So, like, <laughs> lynch the white. Lynch, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, I, you know, either way. But that is sad. That's done. I mean, I hope their kids are going to be okay because they're absolutely adorable. And obviously kids are always the most important thing when anything happens, like regardless of them being celebrities, they're still people. Mm. They're still a family. 
and there's still a family going through something. And I think the world, as much as we all want to be sympathetic, we want to be, we need to remember in this case, she has children and these children are little and they know what's being written about them. They're not stupid. They can, they could read, they can see what's being put out there. And I think people need to be kind of understanding of the fact that like, this is a kid who's going through a pair of their parents' divorce, just like any other friends or friends or people that you might know or, so, or even you yourself. It's like, you know what it was like if you were that kid going through that. So don't put your judgments on these kids because their parents are celebrities. They're still people. Mm. So. Okay. So speaking of Kim and Kanye, uh, I read that for Kim's birthday, Kanye got her like a, like, he resurrected her dad in hologram form. Excuse me, what? Yeah, yes. So, like, for Kim's birthday and, like, in, I guess, like, in front of her family, Kanye, like, had a hologram of her dad just, like, there. Uh, and, like, I don't know if he was, like, saying some stuff, if this was, like, a cla- like a speech yeah. or, or whatever. But that seemed like a fucking terrible idea. I mean, she wrote some tweet being like, oh, my God, thank you so much for this thoughtful gift, like, for me and my family to enjoy to my, like, from my loving husband. But, like, you know, she, that, that, like, you kind of just have to say that and be like, whoa, bro, like, you're kind of missing the mark on this one. Sorry, I'm just like. Look, I mean, I read it in the news. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I read something different, though. I read that he gave her, like, eight Maybox or some shit like that. And it's like... That was a different birthday. Maybe, I guess. Because in my mind, I was like, what the fuck is this woman going to do with eight of the same car? It's not like it's a, the same car and then, like, the second or third one is a yeah. different model or whatever. Yeah. It's eight of the same car. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. One well, for it's... each assistant? I don't know. One for each nanny? I don't fucking know. Interesting. Each kid gets their own fucking personalized fucking personal air conditioning. Go on to play, go on to play, go on the playground. I mean, getting getting to be the person to give away Maybox, like that would be fun. But also, too, that just shows how fucking wild and like that just shows how like almost like in another sense, celebrities are so out of the fucking world that like people are fucking out of work and don't have jobs, losing their homes, can't afford food, and you're going and buying eight of the same fucking car. Yeah, and those have to be like, I don't know, like three hundred grand or something. Uh, um, Maybach. I think we will take. Honestly, I kind of need to grab like a snack. We're gonna take a little break and be back just in a moment. Okay, something, something I wanted to talk to you about, or kind of put a question out there. Mm. Well, this is so this this I started kind of having this thought when one of my buddies, Adam, referred to the kids like the pandemic children or like, I guess, like the kids of the baby, like of the I don't know. OK, there's the next generation. Yeah. Apparently going to be called Coronials. Wow. <laughs> yes. Which I mean, I like the name. Everyone likes a good, like catchy title. But like so. Are we thinking that's like the babies born from the pandemic yeah. or, 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 or the kids who were like toddlers during the pandemic? No, no, that's, I think it would be coronials would be the ones who were born during the pandemic. 
where they were born into a life where they didn't know anything different but than what we were taught during the pandemic. Apparently, coronial, according to the dictionary, actually means relating to a coroner. Oh. Uh, but um, what is a coronial baby? Yeah, okay, so conceived or born during the pandemic. Yeah. And so, like, you know... What what I was thinking is like are the are the like what is like what are the coronials gonna be like? Are they gonna be like really money savvy? Germaphobe kids. Oh my god! Right. They're gonna be such germaphobes. They're gonna be like, "Why are you talking to me? And your face isn't covered. I'm calling nine one one." Yeah. So so is it gonna be like the most cautious generation? Maybe. Yeah. Are coronials gonna be conservatives? They also, you know what, they also might be the generation of kids who we really start to see developmentally how you need interaction because we'll start, we're probably going to start to see these kids develop personalities and traits where they're like, not freaks, but they're like, they're... <laughs> I don't want to call them freaks. No, That's not freaks, but they're just like... Like, they can't interact with other yeah, people because they're socially just like, oh, like, I don't know how to interact with you because I'm not, I didn't grow up knowing how to interact. And it's so important for kids to know, like, you need to go and play and hug and touch okay. and, like, be around each other. And now we're in a society where it's, like, touching and playing is almost, like, okay, but see, it's almost frowned upon. Right. I mean, in a, in a sense, I, like, I know what you're getting at, but that's where we almost kind of need more of a distinction because the kids that are conceived or born during the pandemic, by the time they're that age, like, I want to say three, four, five, yeah. when you really need to be having that social interaction, like, I feel like they will, like, things will have calmed down enough by then so they won't be, like, crazy screwed up. I'd say it's almost the kids who are, like, right now, mm. ages three, four, five, where, like, the They're world fun. changed on them. Yeah, that's You know true, what I yeah. mean? But then also, at least in, I know in BC, there are some there's like you know classes are normal ish mm -hmm. you know when i was at a job site that was close to this um school on the west side there were kids like and most of them weren't wearing masks and they were kind of playing around like there was still you know there was horseplay there was social interaction mm -hmm. all that really important stuff to help you learn how to be you know a sort of normal functioning human yeah um if anything, I feel like parents are going to be the ones who are going to be the really like. Well, but they're going to. That's the ones who are going to be the, the most changed because there's going to be parents who not only had to change what they're doing with their children right now, but they're going to be people who are about to have children for the first time where you're having your first baby in a completely different society that yeah. you thought you were going to have your child. Like yeah. you thought having your child would be, Oh, we're going to have my baby and baby showers and people are going to be around to yeah. help me and whatever. Yeah. Now you're almost to the point where it's like, I hate Ooh, to say can it, I but trust like, my babysitter. Like, well, not even can you trust your babysitter. It's gonna be you're gonna be that mom who's gonna be sitting in women's hospital, going, "I can't have my own husband in there when I give birth to our child." That's crazy. And that to me is absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. Like that's where it's like the pandemic has gone to the point where there are so many normal passages in life that yeah. are so altered now that like yeah, rites of passage, rites of passage that like people aren't gonna be able to see their own children getting born. That's fucking nuts. People are. 
not going to be able to get together with other moms. I mean, I see it all the time, maybe one or two moms getting together, pushing their solars yeah. together, but it's not like it, where it was where you have your group of young moms where you all get together and, you know, have your little baby thing and kind of mm. get yourselves of sanity where it's like, mommy oh, group. your mommy group where you feel like, oh, like I'm not a bad mom because like all the other moms are doing the same shit and we're all just trying to figure it out too. Like, and the resources, the lack of resources, because now it's not like you can say, oh, I'm going to have my parents come in and fly in and help me, or I'm going to have friends come in and help me you're going i can't have anybody here because i have a newborn baby that cannot have anything happen to them so i can't have any help even if i want to Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know like i feel like this for people having children right now i feel i feel for them in every single way like possible because i feel like in this case like you really have to think like the way you grew up and the way your child's gonna grow up yes it's gonna be different but it's gonna be a fuckload different than yeah. what you thought it's not going to be oh the times are changing and evolving or whatever it's going to be my kid is going to have a different set of not necessarily societal rules but they're also going to grow up in a different different, different values different values different fears you know because the thing is, fears, is like yeah. children are like you know children are talking, sponges yeah absolutely they're going to download all of these new fears and anxieties and yeah. worries and and stuff and that's what that's where i think like you know are they gonna be you know like the kids who have you know who are gonna be more against debt Mm. you know who are gonna i mean hopefully be more health conscious because like now even for me like honestly after after having a couple of drinks last weekend and feeling kind of shitty the next day i'm like is this even worth it like if i if i'm feeling shitty at work and someone picks up on that am i gonna have a fucking scarlet letter on me yeah you know what i mean it's like i don't know though you know it's like you know now are people gonna look at you like as a liability like maybe as covid just if you you yeah it's like now you can't even really complain you can't complain about shit you can't complain about shit like oh fuck yeah yeah, yeah. why don't you stay home for two weeks now you Eh, can't eh, can't, we'll replace you you Eh, get out of here well not even you they can't replace you i think it's just no they can't they can try that's the thing too most people are replaceable depending on the job yeah but it also too is one of those things of like we live in a society now where it's like before you could be like oh i'm not feeling that great and people be like oh we'll go home have you know coffee feel you know relax now it's just like oh you're not feeling great awesome i'm going to high alert thinking that yeah. you have COVID or whatever yeah. the fuck else everyone needs to get tested yeah and you're gonna get like hyper alert and that the thing is kids are sponges they pick up on everything and even people who have children we don't but like People who have children know that. They pick up on everything. Mm-hmm. You say fuck once in your house, your child is running around going fuck, 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 fuck forever. <laughs> Our kids fucked. Yeah. Because your potty mouth is so fucking bad. You, oh my. You, excuse me? Bitch. You, <laughs> you couldn't hold it in for my mother. My 60 fucking seven. Don't tell her I said that on the show. Yeah. 67 year old mother. You couldn't hold that shit in for five minutes. I did. I did. Barely. I did you, early you, on. Early on for early like one. Be- before we moved in together. Yeah, yeah. For like one day. Hey. One day. Yeah. But you know why? You know why I know I can get away with swearing? Because she knows my heart. Yeah. But she still, she'll, but she won't scold you like she'll scold me because you're not her child. I know. She'll but be then, like, but then she probably knows I'm the bad influence. No, we both swear. But yeah, you but you swear so badly to the point where I, I love swearing. You love it to the point where like we'll be out and someone's child will walk in front of us and you'll just be like, well, fuck, and I'm just like, I'll just see this poor kid look up and I'm like, oh, bro, like 
I don't think you should police yourself to, to, you know, for other people's children. I don't think that's right. But I think you should be more conscious about your swearing in public and around mm. people. Because also, too, you're at a, you're at a childbearing age as well. Mm. Hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And I'm not, I'm not going to be that mom who gets those letters from preschool. Your kid's walking around saying cunt. <laughs> okay, look. I wanted the first time we said the C word on this podcast to be special. <laughs> And I really think, you know, that was way too casual. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll mm, see what happens. We'll see what happens. I can't believe it. You're going to go to that parent-teacher conference if that fucking ever happens. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? That's why I like working in construction. You know, I can wear dirty clothes. I can swear. I can joke around a little bit. You know? Kid shows up and fucking steal toe boots <sighs> to kindergarten. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't wear steel-toed boots. They don't make steel toes for children, do no, they? No, they don't. That would be cute. That would be cute. That though. would be very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it is like it is a concern though, because you you already heard that you know younger people are do have records amount of depression, anxiety, depression, suicide. That was before the pandemic. That they, was just due to social were, media. They were the most medicated generation before the pandemic yeah. so the next couple of generations that have especially with the know, screens like all these kids who are stuck at home and they're doing school from home yeah. it's like all you're doing is looking at screens all day to the point where like your perception of reality is going to get fucked because you're constantly looking at computer screens and games and whatever the fuck on the phone or ipad your perception of reality is going to be completely fucked up and yeah. you're still in the developing mindset where you still don't understand the society you live in but you're going to think of the society yeah. you live in is what it is when yeah. it's not and then you're going to go outside and get eaten by a fucking bear we don't live in like Kamloops. Or I know that's true, but then actually, I don't know. Do should we get the hell out of Dodge? Like, should we should we just leave the city? Honestly, you know what? Part of me says yes, and part of me says no. I know Only... we never will. We're such pussies. Well, but no, we're no. All talk. no. I think I think you know what? I think if the right place came along, yeah. we would because if we found the perfect place, there was like it had everything we wanted in a home or in a condo or whatever. I think we would make the jump, and it, but just depends how far the jump is. If yeah. the jump is to Burnaby, that doesn't even fucking count. No, Burnaby does not. If count. it's like the jump is to New West, okay, a little bit more. If it's farther out than that, then it's more of a conversation. Yeah. But it's just more like, what are you gonna get that's gonna make it feel like worth it to live in Vancouver? Because at this point, half the fucking stores are closed. Half the things that you used to go out and do, you oh, you want to go bowling, and you want to go do this. And those stores aren't coming back. And those stores aren't coming They're out. Not coming these back. restaurants aren't coming back. A lot of these activities that they used to do throughout the year that like, you know, it'd be like a thing where you get together, you know, dine out Vancouver or, you know, Lunar New Year, they do a parade or like whatever the fuck. All of these little events that they would do throughout the years have been just been online virtual now. So it's just kind of like, Ugh. what the fuck? I'm not watching a virtual New Year's. If yeah. I live in downtown Vancouver, I wanted to, some people really like, they like the idea of the excitement, the nightlife, what nightlife? Yeah. There's no bars, there's no yeah. clubs, there's no shit. No, but I do think, I do think a lot is going to come back. Like retail, it's not going to, because that's really easily replaced. But like, but no, I mean like, you know, like- Bars like, and clubs aren't coming back and maybe, we know okay, that. Okay, look, dude, I don't really give a shit about those. I mean, you know, I do like a bar now and again. I like a bar now and again. I mean, I spend enough time working in bars and nightclubs, but but the thing is, is like, you know, like beer league hockey yeah. will come back. Like, you know, yeah. the pride parade will come back. Restaurants 
will come back. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. But and 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 the stuff that doesn't come back is the stuff that like probably was going to disappear anyway. Mm. You know, if if the pandemic didn't happen, a lot of people you know, in 25, 30 years would have transitioned to working from home, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, the like retail and and shopping malls were already dying. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, so it's, it it would be short-sighted to be like, fuck it. Like we're leaving Vancouver. We're buying a house in like, you know, some like Rural town. Like a, a like a, a nicer, you know, like whatever, call it Vancouver Island, like a more quaint, mm-hmm. nice part of BC. You know, if we knew the world was never coming back, yeah, we would have been gone six months ago. Yeah. But like, you know, stuff will come back, you know. Stuff will come back, but not in the way that we remember. And I think that's where I almost feel for kids like now in a sense of like, I like remember normal. No, I think like I think normal school will come. Normal back. school will come back. We need, we need fucking here. Like honestly, we need nightclubs to come back. And I sound like I sound like I sound like a real hood rat, fucking club rat bitch. But nightclubs need to come back because I'm sorry, I was I wasn't a big club person in a way that was I at the club every fucking night. No, was I there maybe two to three times a month for sure. You know, on the weekends, whatever. Right. But also too, like those are the years where you learn about we learn such important things about yourself. You yeah. learn to know what you're willing to take in a person, what you're willing to take from a person, what you're willing to do dating wise, who you're willing to date, what you're willing to put up with, what kind of scenario and scene that you like to be a part of, what kind of music you like, what kind of vibe you like, what kind of those kind of things are so important. I feel like now kids, it's like when I think back, like even I was at work the other day and we were uh, we were whatever fucking music was on in the office. And a song came on and I just fucking started to kind of shimmy and shake. And I was like, fuck, I miss the clubs because I just miss having that fucking having like a song come on. You have a drink in your hand. You're fucking, you know, you're having a good time. You're with good people and you just let loose in a way that isn't going to be shamed. No one's going to shame you for having a drink and dancing. No one's going to shame you for fucking whatever. Whereas like now, how do you get loose now? Okay, that is a good point. How do you let off steam now when you've had a long week and you want to go relax and you might not want to fucking drink every night, you might not want to do whatever, but you just want to let off some steam. How do you do that now? That's a great question. So it's like... Honestly, yeah. how I let off steam is doing this podcast for the most part. Um, and then and then at least, like, I mean, I get to kind of... I can kind of shoot the shit and sometimes, you know, have a laugh with some coworkers. But that's the thing, too. You're lucky enough to have a job where you get to go and see people. I have to. Yeah. yeah, And some people have jobs now where they're isolated. They're completely isolated. And they're just like, I don't want to see your fucking face over Zoom. Hell, I don't want you to see me on Zoom because all I am is just like a hermit at home. And so that's why I'm like, I think some things are going to come back, but not like we remembered it. Like thinking about even like the 2010 Olympics. Yeah, that was nice. How the fuck are the Olympics going to come back? Yeah. And like, honestly, I was even thinking like, you know, I I've been to I haven't been to a boatload of concerts, but like I've definitely I've been to my share. Yeah. And oh um, god, yeah. And uh, and and plays. Yeah, and you know, like, fucking... like have you like like have you ever actually sat through a whole play? No. Yeah. See, luckily because I was kind of in the acting and film and TV community for a hot minute, 
I did have the benefit of actually seeing like independent theater, bigger yeah. productions, you know, a musical, like yeah. a, a weird thing with puppets, like some experimental shit, like, and that stuff's, you know, yeah, like getting to see something like weird, like yeah. live and in person is it's pretty fucking interesting. I mean, this time of year, we would be at JFL Northwest. Oh, God. Yes. Fuck. Like, yeah. and the thing is, like, it would I, be happening right now. We'd be JFL happening right Northwest now. would be happening right you usually, now. You usually go for your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, me and Adam would, would see stand up for my birthday. Yeah. And, like, I only got into that when we started dating. And then it was, I realized it was so much fucking fun. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, comedy shows are really fun. I always thought, in my mind, before I met you, before I did, before I went to comedy shows, I was always kind of nervous. So I was like, "Fuck, man, I don't want them to pick me up, the crowd, and fucking just rip into no, me." No, they don't really. That doesn't really. That happen. doesn't really happen. Yeah. But like after experiencing a couple, I was like, "Oh my god, this is actually like so much fun!" Yeah. And like that, like, and even like for example, like yeah, like JFL Northwest, Shambhala, fucking yeah. Coachella, yeah, music shit festivals. like that. It's just like even like I think it was. Yeah, it was last year during the pandemic. I think it was in the summer because you were working and I was here by myself and I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like being outside. I'm just kind of like chilling. And I just sat here and um, chilled out with a friend of mine, substance friend of mine called The Shroom. Uh And uh, I watched the Beyonce Coachella, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking like, if I'm like, like if I'm my skin's crawling watching this because it's so amazing. I'm like, imagine being at one of these fucking shows where yeah. like they go all the fuck out and like yeah. it is like insane and you oh. get to see all these cool artists. And like the thing is, there's even like before the pandemic hit, there was supposed to be one in Miami that me and a co-worker were talking about that had all the old school fucking like bomb rappers from like the 2000s mm-hmm. and shit. And like I was like, oh, fuck, like, we should just go. Like, fuck this. And, like, as the tickets came out, they literally had the next day they had to take them down because COVID hit. And they're like, well, we can't redo this. And that's where it's like, when are we going to get concerts like that again where you have, like, multiple different artists and shit and, like, performances and, like, you know, even, for example, like, with, like, like, with musical artists, it's like you do a project, you put out an album, and then you tour. Yeah. So now it's like, it almost doesn't, it almost kind of even seems like a lot, a lot of people are putting shit out anymore. Cause it's also like, they, they're trying to put shit out, but they're trying to put shit out in a way where they're trying to still make that same amount yeah. of money. But because you're not touring, yeah. it's such a huge amount you're missing. No, the, the arts community is, is good, is getting rocked by this. You know, I've, a lot of my favorite podcasts are hosted by comedians and they're, and they're, and you know, they, they've talked about how like the, the younger generation of comedians that were starting to kind of come up and hadn't quite broken through yet are fucked. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing is like, I'm like, I, I watched a decent amount of standup comedy um, before the pandemic. Um, and that stuff, that, that stuff, it's already coming back. Yeah. It is already coming back in the States. Um, and that's where like internationally yeah but then also it's like you know what i might be on the fence about the vaccine but dude like just for the peace of mind of like 
not being afraid if I'm going to give it to somebody, not getting like judged, like feeling that freedom, like being able to travel. That's what I want them to do. Like, like, fuck it. Just just fucking shoot me, shoot me with a dart. Shoot me with with a fucking vaccine in it. Oh my God. Shoot me with a dart at work and just get me April 30th, everyone outside for an hour, they just fucking darting everybody. (laughs) I feel like they should just roll out the vaccine. Have it has some sort of identification or something in like your passport or so. Obviously, government systems know that they if they need to find information about you, they fucking will. So they mm-hmm. need to have something where it connects with your medical and like travel, where it's like you've been vaccinated. Where it's like oh, when they scan your passport, it shows oh you've been vaccinated or yeah. whatever the fuck. So then at least people can go out and travel freely because there's a lot of countries too. I mean, we're a big tourist city, but like there are places where it's like. That is their. That's their only. That's industry. their only fucking yeah, industry. Only industry, and like they're a hop, skip, and a jump. If this keeps going to being fucked as a country, yeah, like they'll need, they'll need, who they'll knows? need they'll to get need bailed to, out. Yeah, but by who? Exactly. Okay. Well, um, I'd say it's just about time to wrap up. I like I t- I I said this isn't going to be another two hour podcast, and but here like. We are. We're getting, I feel like this is going to be an hour 45. Yeah. Um, so you, we were like, we were toying around with kind of starting every once in a while on an episode to talk about some of our like favorite kitchen essentials. You know, we do like to talk about food. Yeah. Do you like to talk about cooking? Yeah. Um, I thought it'd be cool if like we both like list off one of our favorite kitchen essentials that we kind of use a lot or think is kind of like a hidden gem can really add something. Mm. Uh, so do you want to start us off, babe? Yeah. Um, my, I'm really torn with kitchen essentials because I have some essentials that like weren't essential before, but are to me now. Right. Yeah. Um, Keep it in the present. One for me is having chicken stock at all times. So we use the better than bouillon for chicken and beef. Yeah. And I absolutely, that was my kidoko cutter. Um, I absolutely adore it because it's one of those things where if you just use a scoop and a bit of water and you need to, for example, you need to thin out a pasta sauce. You need to thin out a soup a little bit. You need to do something. Yeah. It still gives you the flavor without watering it down. Now, that being said, if you put too much, it's too salty. Yeah. So it's a fine line. So you yeah. got to make sure, you know, you're going for the teaspoon, not the tablespoon. But stock, like, you can just use in so much. So much Risotto. Ris- you like it in the mac and cheese. Risotto, mac and cheese. I use the beef better than bouillon um, to be part of the base for a beef stew I made, which yes. was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also use that when uh, making the beef short ribs. I'll do it for chicken. Like if we're doing a chicken stir fry, I'll use the stock. Interesting. Yeah, I'll use the stock when we do a stir fry. Just if, even if it's just like to add a little bit of liquid, just to kind of. And flavor. Yeah, and flavor. But yeah, beef bouillon or chicken bouillon, especially chicken, I think is definitely, you know, something definitely to have on hand. Because sometimes it's just. You come home, you're like, fuck, I need to make something. And you're like, oh, I want to make this. And it's like, it calls for stock. And you're yeah. like, well. Yeah. And the better than bouillon is just this like concentrated jar that you keep in the fridge. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, if there's still room left on the top shelf, that remains to be seen. Um, okay. You're salty, but yet you drink the shit. So. Okay. I am saltier than bouillon. That's right. 
Um, I guess my like my kitchen essential, I kind of want to go more like in on the tool side of things. Okay. Like I like a good kitchen tool. Okay. Um, and the one that's like a bit of a sleeper that is probably my more recent gadget, mm-hmm. although at this point we've like probably had it for a year, is like so there's more than one kind of vegetable peeler out there. Oh, I know where you're going. Yes. So my newest vegetable peeler that I actually use to kind of make veggie noodles for like a really bomb Thai salad that we like to make. And we get it at Gourmet Warehouse, the store we talk about like basically every other episode. Yeah. Um, it's this special kind of vegetable peeler that like you you run it on the veggie and it basically just creates like long julienne shape veggie type noodles. I use it on cucumbers, carrots, uh, sometimes maybe a zucchini, and uh, what else? I think I use it on celery, too. Yeah. Um, And it's really cool. It saves you a lot of time, because up until then, I would use a regular peeler and almost cut, like, sort of pasta sheet-type strips on vegetables, and then have to use a knife to, like, cut it individually thinner, Mm. like noodles. Um, I guess I would, I would use the vegetable peeler and try to get almost like a, a lasagna sheet size one and then cut it down more. Um, that's too much detail, but, uh, yeah, that's a pretty bomb little gadget. If you're someone who likes to try to make sort of noodles with veggies, like I do. Yes. And I think it's definitely one of those things that like, it's such a handy little item to have and it doesn't take up a lot of space and it's not one of those kitchen gadgets that's like useless as fuck because it is helpful to make those like noodles and stuff i mean i would say that's something i use at least twice a month probably so that's pretty good we we always use it when we make the thai salad so it's like at least once a week i want to say yeah yeah it's it's in the mix yeah okay well we covered a lot today yeah if you guys have something you want to talk about you know if you have any slaps or smooches or you know, even just topics you want to talk about yeah. that, you know, you really just gets on you or something that's really recently just been like, you know, in your yes. mind, definitely get at us. If you need relationship advice, yes, uh, fashion advice, job advice, um, all that stuff. Or if you just want to like send us money, um, our, mm-hmm. our email address is Mark spelled M-A-R-C. No, hold on. Mark and Geo at gmail.com. Mark spelled M-A-R-C. And A N D G O G E O at gmail.com. Mark and Geo Dynasty. Fuck, right. Our, I know our, our email address. I invented it. It's Mark and Geo Dynasty at gmail.com. Yes. Um, yes. So that's it for us this week. Uh, and we'll see you next time, folks. Right. Stay cheeky. Stay freaky. Bye bye now. <laughs>